0: Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So um, since we talk about fire, let's talk about safety real quick. And I'll talk about it again. So we're going to do the burning bowl ceremony today. And we are only using this little paper. So if you brought your own papers, please transfer whatever you have written on that onto this tiny little paper that you have been given as you came in. And if you don't have one, show, show your hands, if you don't have one of those tiny papers. Everyone has one? Okay. Because this is what's called flash paper, and this will burn right, right away. And if you use normal paper, that's creating a fire hazard. And as much as we love fire, we would like to avoid it today. Okay. So just, I'm hopefully remind you again, um, but no normal paper, just this tiny little piece. And you can use the Wings of Song, uh, your book in front of you to write on there. And I always explain, too, that when it comes to releasing, you don't need to write the whole story. You can basically just think about something, your story, your experience that you would like to release, and you, write, you just use a word and then reference to that story. It's just as powerful to do it that way as in any other way. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about today. and I would like to start with an affirmation that's, that has three parts to it. And as we go more into the message today, you will start to understand how this affirmation is put together and why. But let's just say it together. Today, I'll lift myself up in praise to give up the false for the truth and bring forth life to my divine nature. Sounds very odd, doesn't it, in one way or another? It's very metaphysical, and that's what I'm here today to explain a little bit more. What we usually know about release and the burning bowl ceremony it's about these three things on the screen. Letting go, denial, and forgiveness. Now, denial is always the one that causes some confusion. Denial in unity means we're actually letting go. We're taking away the power we give to something that no longer serves us. We're denying what is not true. It's not that we deny the experience that we are having. We're not denying who we are. We're not denying that we are sad or angry or not happy with our lives. But we're denying the power we give to the experience that we have, the perception that we may have that may be skewed, that may be different to what's actually resonating deeper in our hearts. Letting go, according to Joss Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, he wrote in the revealing word, that's what RW stands for, that letting go is the erasing from consciousness thoughts contrary to truth. Thoughts contrary to truth. That's what letting go means. When it comes to denial, He says, the mental process of erasing from consciousness the false beliefs of the sense mind. So again, we are erasing what is false so that what is true remains. The beauty is we never ever have to manufacture the truth. The truth already exists. All we need to learn is to get rid of everything that's false so that we can see what is true. Have you ever uh, been in a shower, a glass shower? You know, and when you like hot showers like I do, I get it really, really hot, as hot as I possibly can. It all fogs up, right? And you can't really see, and then you need the squeegee to kind of like clean it, right? Who does that every single time? Use the squeegee so it gets clean. That's how life sometimes is. Life is fogged up, and what is false is kind of like the fog That's in between the truth of who we are and what we actually see. And then we need the squeegee to just put away what is false. And so denial does that for us, letting go does that for us, and forgiveness too. Forgiveness is a process of giving up the false for the truth. Erasing sin, and here we introduce the word sin, and error from the mind and body. Sin in unity means... We're just kind of missing the point. That's all it is. Like in traditional thought, um, in many religions, sin is this, oh my God, big thing, right? If we sin, we're doomed kind of thing. In unity, we kind of have a softer approach to that. We simply say when we sin, we are following the false path rather than the truth. We're missing the mark. We're not getting it just yet. And it's not this big deal. It's not that we end up in hell right away because we sinned once. But we we learn through sinning, through missing the mark and then realizing, wait a minute, I made a mistake to then let go of that sin and realize truth again. So forgiveness is, again, the same thing today we have an opportunity to truly forgive. And there's a couple of scriptures that we usually share when we talk about forgiveness. The first one is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. And you can see that it talks about the Father here. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now think of the Father as just a really old paradigm of what divinity used to mean. Okay? Don't get stuck on the father figure. Don't even get stuck on the mother figure. It's beyond father, mother, beyond male or female. It's about our divinity. What this entire verse, first and second part, means is that we must be willing to forgive others so that we can forgive ourselves. Because we are an expression of the Heavenly Father. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. We are the expression of the Heavenly Father. That can be daunting, right? That can be scary to think in those ways. You know, and then the second part, but if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses, is again, if you have a heart, a heart, hard. Heart. A hard heart. There you go. I got it now. If your heart is hardened, then what happens is you're closing yourself down and you're closing your ability to forgive down as well. This is not so much an interaction between some father or mother figure or some entity, some God figure outside of ourselves that we need to address or connected to get permission in order for us to be forgiven. This is a purely internal process that Matthew describes here by understanding that if we are willing to forgive others, we are training ourselves to forgive us. And whenever we are not doing it, which is sin, missing the mark, then it's harder for us to forgive also. And then, of course, from the Lord's Prayer, that's where the connection is, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive and have forgiven our, our debtors, which basically says, forgive us because we have forgiven. So forgiveness is a big thing. Letting go, denial, forgiveness. Everything we do today is about those three things. And at any point today, when you are inspired to write anything down on that little piece of paper, that you are ready to forgive and to let go, then I invite you to do so. You don't have to wait for anything. You don't have to wait for the meditation. It's the inspiration, the intuition we get, triggered by words, triggered by sounds, triggered by anything that happens that will give us the intuition to really, truly let go. So again, when we look at the affirmation now, you understand already one part in the middle there to give up the false for the truth, which is what we're doing when we're letting go, when we forgive. We give up the false for the truth. So let's say this again. Today I lift myself up in praise to give up the false for the truth and bring forth life to my divine nature. Okay, so now I've given you a traditional burning bowl ceremony message in about five minutes. <laughs> and uh, just show of hands, we're, we're, you're with me so far? Yeah. Okay, not too hard to understand, right? Now, I want to share something really cool that I have never shared with you before, because it really goes more into in-depth exegesis, which is a fancy word for studying the Bible or Scripture in general. And I want to talk about Thaddeus. Ever heard that name, Thaddeus? Who is Thaddeus? Who can tell me? He is one of the disciples, disciples, right? What are the 12 apostles? Right? So now I'm looking at the unitics among us. Which apostle is it? And what power does he represent? Elimination. Elimination. There you go. We have one from... One of my students, of course, so there you go. So everyone else needs to sign up for my Metaphysics 3 class (laughs) because we're studying the 12 powers very briefly in that class. So Thaddeus is, yes, the 11th apostle who was called of the 12, and he's also representing the 11th power of the 12 powers that we teach in unity, which is the power of release. So it's very appropriate to talk about Thaddeus today. And Thaddeus is a very interesting character. Thaddeus um, is not well known throughout Scripture, not mentioned that often. And the reason that is is because Thaddeus is really not his real name. Thaddeus is either, and scholars are not entirely sure, a last name, or surname, or descriptive name, or a nickname. And the reason why that is, here is just our 12th power chart, where you see Thaddeus here in the bottom right corner, that that second to last in the russet color, that brown color. The reason why Thaddeus is not often mentioned is because Thaddeus is actually Jude. Jude Thaddeus. So if you see Thaddeus as his last name, it will be Jude Thaddeus. And Jude is an interesting character because there is a book of Jude. Did you know that? There's a book of Jude just in the Christian scriptures, just before Revelation. It's a very, very short book, but a very significant book because Thaddeus, at that time, he was addressing, it's, an, it's not only a book, it's an epistle. An epistle is a letter that's usually written to a church, a church that was in early Christianity trying to build and usually get into trouble. And so Thaddeus was actually writing to, the, to a church, and that was captured in, even in the Bible, even in the canon. And the theme was not to follow false prophets and that's significant it is significant for us to understand that when we release we're doing it with a pure heart and we're doing it with the intention of find the truth of who and what we are and not follow false prophets so Thaddeus, in a lot of ways, represents that. Now, Jude Thaddeus, then, is the author of the epistle, and there's a little spelling there, epistle, so it's supposed to be epistle of Jude, and you can find it in the Bible, and it's a very short read, and it's really just an, uh, an explanation. Here is what you're supposed to do. And one significant passage that he writes in verses 20-21, there's not even a, a chapter because it's so short, is all about the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you can read this by yourself, but the point here is that we must prepare ourselves, as we are letting go, to await the mercy of Jesus Christ, Now, in unity, we don't see this as something that is happening outside of ourselves. We actually, just a couple of days ago, we celebrated our Christmas Eve candlelight service, which is all about the birth of Christ. To await the mercy of Christ is the same thing. As we release the false for the truth, what we're allowing to happen is that the awaited mercy of Christ is coming forth. And it's not coming forth because we have to create something. It's coming forth because we are willing to use the squeegee and clean the glass. That's what we're doing. And that's all there is to it. But there's more to this. Jude is the emphasized name of Judas. And we know that there's another apostle named Judas, and this is the very reason why Thaddeus was named Thaddeus and not Jude or Judas because of the confusion and the role that Judas Iscariot played. So we now have two apostles that are named Judas, as we have two apostles that are named James, James, son of Alphaeus, brother of John, representing wisdom, James, son of Zebedee, representing order. We cannot have divine order without wisdom. James cannot be without James. We cannot have Judas without Judas. Maybe the the explanation here or something we can conclude. So what does Judas then represent? Judas Iscariot represents the 12th apostle to be called, so just right after Thaddeus. He represents the 12th power, of the unity power which is the power of life which is all about activating energy enlivening, giving power, giving energy to things that we do and of course he betrayed Jesus for money he was the treasurer and he had the money back and he was in the position of paying the guards to betray Jesus. So we have those two Right next to each other with the 12 powers, and I have one a little bit bigger. I know it's a bit fuzzy. So we have elimination first and life next. Today is elimination. Next week is what? White Stone Ceremony. Well, guess what White Stone Ceremony is about? About life, about bringing to life our divinity bringing to life something that we may have not yet explored, bringing to life that which has been forgotten. And we must eliminate first before we recognize second. So both Judases are connected with each other. Yes, one played a really bad role, a sad role for a Christian. The other one, a very unknown role, talking about false prophets and be careful and so those two, however, work together as today's ceremony works together with next week's ceremony. As you release today, you enter a place and a time of silence, a time of reflection. And next week on Sunday, when we do the White Stone, when you pick up your secret name, your name for 2022, that's when you have released everything that no longer serves you, and you will write your name on your white stone as a symbol of who and what you truly are. So we have Thaddeus and Judas. From Thaddeus to Judas, meaning from release to life, going from burning bowl ceremony to white stone ceremony. And that's really what it is about. So now we have another part of our affirmation, and bring forth life to my divine nature. First, we must let go the false for the truth, and then bring forth life to our divine nature. It sounds complicated, right? It sounds hard, but really isn't. All we need to do is just ah, just let it go and be exactly who we are meant to be. So let's say this affirmation once more. Today, I lift myself up in praise to give up the false for the truth and bring forth life to my divine nature. So the reason why I wanted to share this with you, which is usually just something we talk about amongst ministers because we are just geeks and we just love digging into Scripture and talk about these things, Is because there's a relevance of what you release today. If your focus of your release today is what you want to bring to life next week, then your release may be different. So you may have already decided what you wanted to to release before you even came here. Some of you may have even written half of a novel in order to, you know, if you've done so much in my life as I did, then you probably have a half a book of you know, ready to release. But I encourage you to just take this in for a moment and say, what if the purpose of my release is to bring to life who I truly am? What is it then that needs to be released today? And trust your intuition that this is working today for you. And we're going to have a little bit of meditation time also to settle into that. So, that seems to be what I have to say so far, but there was more. There you go. Someone jumped for me, because there's one more. Sorry, Larissa. I'm almost there, Larissa. (laughs) I'm almost there, promise. I have four minutes left on my clock. So, (laughs) So, we have Thaddeus who is Jude, which is the Anglicized version of the Greek name Judas, which is the Greek version of the Hebrew name Judah. And here is where it becomes really interesting. And again, those Bible geeks among us cannot get more excited about this than learning just this last bit. Judah means... Praise Jehovah. And Jehovah, if you are familiar with Jewish tradition, the the Jewish tradition looks at God from different aspects. There's Elohim, there's Jehovah, there's even more than that. But Elohim and Jehovah are the two most important ways of addressing God or understanding God. Now, Jehovah God is the expressive, the active God. And it's actually the God that Jesus expressed in his lifetime, that he shows through his stories that we learned about him, how to express our divinity into our lives. And what that means, if that is true for Jesus, it means that it's true for us as well, because we are the indwelling Christ ready to express Jehovah into this life that is our purpose we are the activity of God now Judah means praise Jehovah and praise is such an important practice if you've been here for a few weeks you probably heard me say several times now that the phrase praise always leads to gratitude always leads to love remember that is when we have trouble to love someone we can take a step back and then use gratitude And if we have a hard time being truly grateful, we can take a step back and use praise. To praise Jehovah is a practice of prayer, a practice of mindfulness, a practice of meditation to learn, to express the divinity within us. So now, if you take it all the way back to the Hebrews, to the Jewish tradition, Thaddeus, and Judas, both mean Judah, both mean praise Jehovah, which means both mean we must learn to praise who we are and to express who and what we truly are here to do and to be. Again, one more little piece before we move into meditation. As you burn whatever you want to release today. If you want to practice Judah, the true meaning, you actually praise whatever you let go. You give thanks to whatever you have let go or you will let go as hard as it may be. You give thanks in all circumstances and even in those circumstances that are hard to do And as you praise, as you let go, you're setting yourself up to be in gratitude and praise for this quiet time for the next week until you pick up your new name. So I thought I wanted to share that with you today. I know if you're not a Bible geek, that might not have been the funniest thing to go through, but I think it's interesting. And I think it's well worth understanding that as we let go, we don't do it in anger, but we do it with a sense of gratitude for what we are willing to let go of today. So now, before we start the meditation, I have a blessing I would like to read to you. And we can start dimming the lights for that. You're welcome to close your eyes and start getting settled. This blessing is from the Nahua people who are indigenous to Mexico and El Salvador. It's about um, from the era of 500 common era and it deals with forgiveness, detachment and liberation. So I'm using this blessing as a starting point to our meditation. We're doing just a short meditation together. And then we come. I will come down together with Rebecca and start the burning bowl process and just explain again how we're going to do this today safely. I release my parents from the feeling that they have already failed me I release my children from the need to bring pride to me that they may write their own ways according to their hearts that whisper all the time in their ears. I release my partner from the obligation to complete myself. I do not lack anything I learn with all beings all the time. I thank my grandparents and forefathers who have gathered so that I can breathe life today. I release them from past failures and unfilled desires, aware that they have done their best to resolve their situations within the consciousness they had at the moment. I honor you. I love you. And I recognize you as innocent. I am transparent before your eyes. I do not hide or owe anything other than being true to myself and to my very existence, that walking with the wisdom of the heart, I am aware that I fulfill my life project free from invisible invisible family loyalties that might disturb my peace and happiness, which are my only responsibilities. I announced the role of savior, of being one who unites or fulfills the expectations of others. Learning, though, and only through love, I bless my essence, my way of expressing, even though somebody may not understand me. I understand myself because I alone have lived and experienced my history, because I know myself, I know who I am, what I feel, what I do, and what I, and why I do it. I respect and approve myself. I honor the divinity in me and in you. We are free. So let us now take these words into meditation. And just for a little while let's let it sink more deeply. We may have already written something in our piece of paper and if not now is the time to do so. We allow our intuition to take place, inspired by the idea that by praising who we truly are, we are able to truly let go. We forgive freely. We give up what is no longer true for us so that we can realize the truth, but we do so not with anger or resentment or out of duty. You might even follow Paul's, the Apostles Paul's instructions to rejoice always and to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So right now we have an opportunity to forgive, to deny, to let go. And we may give thanks to the things that we let go, thanks in terms of having taught us something, having shown us something, so that we can move on. We rejoice in the idea that we are ourselves the will of God, that we are Jehovah, the expression of God, and the will of God is fulfilled because we are fulfilling ourselves. And that will is expressed in Christ Jesus or in our divinity or in whatever teacher you may follow. It is expressed in the truth as much as we know it. So as you write down what is to be released, whether it's one thing or more, see if you have the heart to praise and be grateful and even find the love for yourself and others, so that you may have the foundation for this upcoming week to rest in silence. So in a short little while, we're going to take our piece of paper and we're just going to line up together in the middle of the sanctuary, this middle hallway. And as you're ready, let go of your little piece of paper by just burning it as we light the candles right now and once you're done we can line up two by two right here and then you just move out there together and so it is thank you for listening to the unity fort worth podcast You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.